Life Audio. This life gets hard, but move forward to brighter days. This chapter is long, but remember to turn the page. Welcome back, everybody, to Unfiltered Parenting Podcast, where Abby Johnson and Reagan Long deliver the real deal of parenting to y'all completely unfiltered. As we have almost 650,000 families that follow us from across the globe, we are so thrilled to have this lovely woman here today as our guest. Her expertise has been followed and shared by millions around the world with her suggestions and remedies that she just openly shares as an alternative to some of the pharmaceuticals being heavily pushed against us. She has even been deemed the most brilliant health teacher of our time. Joining us today is the one and only Barbara O'Neill. Barbara, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Regan. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. It's it's so lovely to have you. And I know we were talking a, a little bit before we went live, but Barbara, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we're living in a time where good is looked at as evil and evil is looked at as good. And it's a time where truth is being suppressed. Would you agree? Absolutely. The the internet has opened the door on information, but also confusion. Yes. Yes. And we know who is the the master manipulator of confusion, right? Confusion does not come from God. Revelation um, chapter 12, verse 9, it says that he has deceived the whole world. Yes. So... It's is probably yes. most effective weapon. <laughs> right. And I feel like so many of us who, who truly pray for wisdom, we pray for discernment from God. And I feel like so many of us can see things so clearly. And yet there's a vast majority that are almost seeing a different reality because we're like, our veil has been lifted, praise God. And we're like, what reality are the rest of you seeing? What is it that you're seeing? And it is, it's, I, I feel like it's just a completely, it's such deception. It's a completely different reality than what we're seeing. 
You know, it's, it's absolutely true, and I love the way the Bible sweeps the veil aside. And in Second um, Second Corinthians 4 verse 3, the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe or not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine upon them. Now that's why that right. the God of this world has blinded the minds because he don't want them to know the wonderful love of Jesus. Yes, yes. And I know... Is as flawed as I am, um, I've I've gotten so frustrated, especially over the last three years or so. And and I know I, I, I God's calling me to share things with with more love and 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 more compassion, um, because there are times that I know I've gotten. But how can't you see it? Here's the facts. Please watch this video. Please read this. Please. And 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 I've, you know, and we're so human, and that's why we need God. Um, but it, it has become rather frustrating. But you're right. It's this is what now, people I, have been. Impl- it's absolutely true, Regan. And I think every single one of us, especially our close friends and family, yes, it's very difficult. But I I know that God's government is a government of freedom. And freedom is based on free choice. So I have had to learn that when someone says, no, I'm not interested, I have to say, I respect your choice. And I I have to back away. But I have found something that can help. We have an excellent book by Wendy Daniels on the myths and the facts of vaccines. So I never say, read this. You know what I say? I'd love to know what you think of this. Right. And they're more likely to have a look. (laughs) Right. And it is, it's truly, it's, it, it is it about our approach and our delivery. And, you know, we have so many families from around the globe, whether they love or hate us, they follow us, they're watching closely. Um, You know this so well with, I mean, tens of millions of eyes on you, Barbara, you know, comes being praised and, and comes being ridiculed. And I'm not sure if you're aware of this, and this made me even like you more, um, is I'm not sure if you you realize when you're Googled, uh, of course, all this immense, uh, amazing golden nuggets come up. However, one of the things that, that comes right up is um, you are pegged for promoting dangerous and unsupportive alternative medical practices and ideas. And do you know what that tells me? This is a woman I want to be following. <laughs> this is the woman of reason and truth that we all need to be listening to. Because, because well, we have especially... My husband, he's, they say, well, why has Barbara been banned in Australia? And he says... Oh, because she's getting people to drink more water and go to bed earlier. (laughs) So dangerous. All natural, holistic, good, good things that we should all be doing. And it's, and we've seen this so, especially over the last three years, Barbara, um, any, any doctor, any medical person, any influencer is yourself. You're a global influencer. Anyone who is promoting some type of truth is getting heavily censored and banned. And I feel like that's one of the quickest ways to find and follow truth. Who is the liberal media censoring and banning? Who are they trying to stop from speaking? That that is true. And it's sad that it's come to that. And people say to me, do you 
are you concerned for your life? I say, not at all, <laughs> not at all, because my life is in God's hands and there's a wonderful confidence when you follow him. But yes. when you look at the life of Jesus, whoa, <laughs> he didn't have an easy road. So we can't expect an easy road. But Psalm 146, I think, explains beautifully what happened to me. I was banned in Australia. And look what's happened globally. It, and Psalm 146 says, he preserves the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and the wicked and the widows. But the ways of the wicked, he turns upside down. Yes. And, and he has turned this upside down. He certainly has. Yes, that's so true. And I feel like if you don't know the Bible well right now, this is just such a beautiful time to dig deep into God's Word. And we are truly, we're watching the Bible play out. We are just oh, watching yeah. so much prophecy play out. It's absolutely chilling. and It's, um, it's actually incredible. And it's one way that I got away with speaking a little bit, because in 2020, I did Zooms all over the world. I was banned in 2019, and the Healthcare Complaints Commission contacted me in early 2021 saying, we notice you're doing Zooms. This is a violation of your prohibition order. Uh, final warning of three years in prison. Isn't that incredible? And so I just went overseas. But earlier this year, people asked me to do a few things, and I said to them, I will. They're Bible studies. They're just Bible studies. And so the first 15 minutes is just Bible. And I believe it's the best medical book we've had. Now, after 15 minutes, I, I might branch out a little bit because I think the spies have either left or they've been converted. Right. Yes, I love it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I love it. And it's, it seems like so many of us. So you had gotten banned, you said, in 2019. Our, we were heavily censored then, and in 2021, our complete monetization was taken, and uh, my business partner, Abby, has eight children. I have five children. Our work is done, my work is primarily all done online, and um, all of my way of providing for my family was taken, and to this day, I refuse to bend I have such a faith in God. And I was told, if you stop talking about these things, if you stop posting about this, of course, everything that's truthful will, will maybe let you, you have it back. And I'm like, no, I have to answer to God. I have to kneel before God. And part of being on, I, I couldn't even have, um, I couldn't sleep well at night knowing I was omitting the truth. All of these families around the world, all of these innocent children, and I know so yeah. much of what we've shared of truth has not been fully accepted yet, and that's okay. And I know that's up to God, but our job is to still keep sharing the truth, delivering the truth, sharing His Word, and and part of sharing the truth is exposing evil. And what I've seen, and it's the mama bear in me, and what I have seen done in this attack especially against our children. These are God's children. I take it so very seriously. Well, it's, it should be taken seriously. And I was reading the history in the Bible that 
God destroyed the world by a flood because they were beginning to sacrifice children. And then God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because they were, they were sacrificing children. Let's look at what's happening today. It was a couple of years ago the country with the highest infantile death rate was America. That's and higher that? than even Africa. And what it is, there's a couple of things, and that is um, birth. I just read a book by uh, a lady who was a midwife in Auschwitz, and in, th in two years she de delivered 3,000 babies. Not one baby died. Now, these women in Auschwitz, the concentration camp, were suffering from severe malnutrition in the most horrific conditions. She never lost a baby. So you know what I say? What's happening in our hospitals? What's happening in our hospitals? I know what's happening is ladies are trusting the system too much. They're not educating themselves. Um, and intervention. They're taking babies too soon. That peach must be left to ripen and it'll drop from the tree. Yes. That's what's happening. So that's one aspect. And another aspect is the uh, childhood vaccinations. Now, this... This is big contributing factor to this high death rate, but the media will never mention this because the pharmaceutical company seems to have a tight hold on the media. Yes, absolutely. And it's when I think of the vaccination schedule from when I, and I just turned 40, the vaccination schedule when I was growing up and, and what it is today and and all the the even looking at autism and looking at all of the diseases and looking at death how how are we a world that is not putting two and two together when we're looking at sudden in infant death syndrome and we're looking at these sweet innocent babies who are perfectly healthy they're be, they're being taken to their two month shots their four month shots and they're dying yeah. shortly after how they, are we not they asking? Are, and, and this is never acknowledged. A friend of ours is a registered nurse. She said they come in all the time and we are forbidden to say it has anything to do with the vaccine. She said we lose our job if we say that. Yes. And, and you're absolutely right. So I am at the wonderful age of 70. I just turned 70. So Amazing. how different was the vaccination schedule when I was a child compared to you as a child, but there's a, been a huge jump. Not a big jump from me at 70 and you at 40 when we were babies, but a huge jump from when you were a baby to, to right now. And yes. what's come hand in hand with that is I think it's Dr. Peter McCulloch. He says the current figures for autism, and that's anywhere on the spectrum, is one in 45. Now, that's alarming. Alarming, oh, wow. yes. It, it, it certainly is. And the other alarming piece that I think, if, and I pray that God lifts the veil on, on families who have not been able to see this, especially over the last three years, one of the alarming pieces is that we were told that we weren't even allowed to ask questions over this global pandemic. If we were to ask, well, what's in this vaccine? Well, what is their side effect? 
what could happen? We weren't even, we were just supposed to be quiet and to trust and to do as they say. We weren't even allowed to ask questions. And that's absolutely right, Regan. And that is scary. But let's go back to Psalm 146, verse 3. It says, put not your trust in princes, neither in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. So who are the princes? They're the authorities. The Bible says don't put your trust there. You've got to question them. You've got to investigate. But verse 5 says, happy is he that hath the God of Jacob is his help, which keepeth truth forever. He made heaven, earth, sea, and all that therein is. So once again, the Bible tells us exactly what's happening today. The princes are lying to us. But praise God that the ways of the wicked God turns upside down. But God's government is a government of freedom, and freedom is based on free choice. So God gave me the authority over my body. I can say, no, thank you, or I can say, yes, I will. So yesterday when I went to have my arm recast because I broke my bone, the man said to me, I have to put it in a full cast. And I said, no, thank you. I will have a half cast so then I can massage it, then I can poultice it. And he said, but I have to put it in a full cast. And I smiled very nicely and I said, I will have a half cast, thank you. He said, as long as you know that I advised a forecast, that's perfectly right. You see, I'm the master of my destiny. And a lot of people don't realize that, that God gave us the authority over our bodies and he also, parents, gave us the authority over our children. So please, don't put your trust in princes. Investigate. What is in this vaccine? What is in this Panadol? In fact, it's scary today, the effect of Panadol. When my babies had a fever, I just gave them lots to drink. When my babies were teething, I just put them in the sleeve for half of the day. I never gave my baby a drug, but I think you will also see this, Regan, now it's scary, the amount of Panadol that's being given to babies. And what's happening now is we've got liver damage in young children from this Panadol. That's not even discussing the neurotoxins that are in the vaccines that are affecting the neural Right, right. And, you know, I'm, I always, and I feel like one of the things with, with having a large platform is, is sharing some of, you know, our flaws and mistakes we've made, you know, to encourage other parents to pray about it, to research more. And so one of the things that, you know, I want to share Um, so my children range in ages from almost 16, my daughter's turning 16 in a couple weeks and my youngest is four and my older four children, I had four children in six years. Um, they received all the vaccines that I had as a child, nothing, nothing more. Um, but I just felt like, and I remember it was, it, it, it was the Holy spirit. Anytime I took them to an appointment my heart sunk. It was like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And, uh, but yet I'm encouraged by everyone, but you're protecting your child. You're protecting your baby. This is what everyone does. That's right. And every parent vaccinates their children. They do it because they think it's the best. Right. I love my child so much. 
we yeah, all think we're, we're doing yes we're told that our child will die get a serious yes. disease and die so when my son took his four month old to be checked out the nurse said this is a very advanced baby the baby was already pushing herself up oh what a wonderful baby beautiful size all the milestones ahead and then she asked the question is she vaccinated my son said no the face changed are you prepared for your child to get sick and die my son peter said well my understanding is that uh, this vaccine will not 100% protect my child and there is a possibility my child may get autism and die so he said why would i vaccinate and the nurse had no answer for that no answer and and it it's just going to take so many more of us to stand up and be brave and, and say that. And so I finally listened to the Holy Spirit. I did my research when my my fifth baby, um, fortunately and unfortunately, um, was was born, you know, into the the pandemic and um Everything in my body it was just telling me to question everything around you. And I wasn't going to put anything into his body, nothing more into my older, older children's body. What's done is done. And I refuse to put any vaccination in his body. And he has been, he'll be five in the spring. He has been far healthier than any of my, my older children. And I've had people come to me, well, how are you going to put him in school? Do you not love him as much as your other children? You seem like a good mother. How could you do that? Why why aren't you, why aren't you protecting him? Like your older foreign, like I am, I love him just as much. I know better. I'm listening to my mother's, my motherly gut. I'm listening to the Holy spirit. I've prayed for wisdom. I've prayed for discernment. I've asked the tough questions. I've done my research. I've opened my eyes and see what's happening. And and um and i'm and i'm so grateful for that but barbara so what could can any of us do is there anything you know like i look at my older four i can't reverse time what about the parents who have said i've put these these chemicals i've put these foreign objects into my child's body is there anything we can naturally do to to detox or to help them well, I'm going back to Psalm 146, okay. <laughs> verse okay. 5, yeah. where the Bible says, Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob in him as his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, which made heaven, earth, sea, and all that therein is, which keeps truth forever. So we were formed out of the dust of the ground. So God created us in a way that we can live a happy, healthy life in 2024. And what he did was he gave us a liver. And the liver is an organ that is able to naturally detoxify us from any environmental poisons, including the environmental poisons that have come in through the vaccines. And Hippocrates, father of medicine, he said, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. And there are some specific foods that we have been told are dangerous that actually help in the detoxification. And one is coconut oil. Coconut oil protects the nerve cells, and it's the nerve cells particularly that are damaged 
from the formaldehyde and the aluminium that are in the childhood vaccines. And that's something you can say when someone says, why don't you protect your child? And you could say, well, I'm terribly sorry, but I've just discovered that formaldehyde and aluminium are in the vaccines and they're neurotoxins. I did not want to give that to my child. You know, very simply, that's a very powerful thing to say. And you're also showing that um, I'm not a doctor, but I just discovered these are in the vaccines and I'm puzzled. And then I said to the doctor, I'll vaccinate my child if you will sign this piece of paper that you will be accountable if there are any reactions. No doctor will sign that. No, no, no nurse none. will sign that. So you see how you, you claim innocence and ignorance, which we are, but you're just going on what you know. So back to how the body detoxifies. So the, the oils are important and as mothers we can make delicious chocolates for our children out of coconut oil. And when they've eaten all their vegetables, they can have a piece of this at the end of the meal. And it's not hard to Google and find some, some chocolates made out of coconut oil and carob powder, maybe a little cacao, maybe a little bit of dried fruit, touch of maple syrup beautiful and put them in trays and then after every meal they can have a couple of squares of their their natural chocolate because that coconut oil that breaks down in the liver to ketones and ketones are neurohealers they're neuroprotectors so specifically for the uh the vaccines with their neurotoxins the coconut oil is particularly helpful and maybe a few times a week you'll make a lovely uh coconut curry made with, uh, you know, with the coconut cream or milk in it. So look at coconut and delicious ways you can use it. The other is protein. The, the uh, liver needs protein to help detoxify us. And so the proteins that God gave us in the Garden of Eden are the seeds, so the particularly nuts and seeds and legumes. And as long as legumes are soaked and very well rinsed, then the gut can handle them very well. I eat them every single day because they're a great form of protein. But the nuts and the seeds, they have the fats and the oils. Don't overdo the nuts, you know, for a child, maybe three or four, maybe for a 15-year-old, eight, maybe for an adult, ten, just a small amount of nuts, even every meal. Then they're getting the protein and those great fats. And the other is... Uh, antioxidants. Now, the highest antioxidants are beta carotene, and beta carotene is found in all your green and your orange colored vegetables. So, greens every day. Some parents are finding green smoothies that children like. But when I always served the vegetable meal to my children, the first thing on the table was the salad with a delicious dressing. And then, when the salad was gone, half gone, I'd say, Ah, the potatoes are ready. Because I know if you put baked potatoes in salad, everyone wants the baked potatoes. Right. So I would, I would yeah. always serve the, the salad first with a beautiful tahini, lemon and olive oil and garlic and Celtic salt dressing, something like that. Uh, and children love dipping. So have a bowl of avocado dip or hummus and they can dip the carrot sticks and they can dip the cucumber sticks and the snow peas. But... Every mother at that main meal, where the vegetable meal, think of green. Where are the greens coming from? And when you cook greens, you don't lose the minerals. And it's the minerals 
that are important for the body. So you you certainly can cook them. My my children used to look at broccoli as little trees. They're eating little trees, and they can dip that steamed broccoli head into a little bit of hummus to make it taste even nicer. So I believe it is the mother's role to make food exciting, to make it interesting, but also rules in the home. So I never fed my children between meals. I used to watch my girlfriends and her children would not eat the vegetables. And she'd look at my children who were eating their vegetables and she said, why do your children eat my their vegetables and mine don't? I said, well, Yours did have a chocolate bar an hour ago. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it is basic common sense. Now, my children, I didn't give them chocolate. I might give them some healthy, but that was a reward after they'd eaten all their vegetables. Right. right. So they, and children can go uh, four or five meals between, hours between a meal. Children often say they're, hungry when they're bored. I quickly work that out. <laughs> yes. So and I, so and I'm, I'm bad at that. I have, when my children are home all day, they are grazers. And yeah. I, and it's like, I let them have full access to the kitchen, the, the fridge, the freezer, the pantry. It's like being opened constantly. And, and when it's mealtime, they are not great eaters. And so <laughs> I I mean you're right. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that. <laughs> now you you know what I find? I find children are very reasonable and they're very open. And so you could have a family conference and say, children, I've just discovered that our poor old stomach, it needs a rest between meals. So we're going to try something. We're going to have our meals at 7.30, uh, 1 o'clock, and then we're going to have a little something at maybe 6. So that's what we're planning to do. And so at the table, we're going to make sure we eat well and you have a big smile on your face the whole time. And when we wake up in the morning, we're going to water our garden. I always say to my grandchildren, have you watered your garden yet? And sometimes they come to me and say, I've watered my garden, Grandma. I say, Great, you'll be able to have breakfast now. So you're always smiling, but you have guidelines and rules in the home because you notice that if a child doesn't drink before the meal, as soon as they've eaten, they want to drink large amounts. And what it does, it washes away the digestive juices. It doesn't wash them away, it basically dilutes them. So digestion is not as effective. So I think it's a good idea to teach our children little health lessons so that they know why this is what we are doing. And so my children would say, I'm hungry. And I'd say, fantastic, lunch is nearly ready. Here, have some water. But I would smile. I would smile the whole time. If they'd say I'm hungry and it's two hours till lunch, I'd say, I'm so glad you're hungry because I'm cooking you a beautiful lunch. Have some water. Maybe your body's just wanting water. I don't want water. Oh, I'm so sorry, sweetheart. If you don't have water, you can't have lunch. Can you see you're always pleasant? Always pleasant. And if at the table a child sits and says, yuck, I don't like that, oh, they would have to immediately leave. 
They could not stay at the table if those words came out. You're always pleasant. You're always nice. And Peter, my fifth child, I think he left the meal table three times every meal, especially breakfast. Because <laughs> he could not cry at the table. He could not. And he'd usually cry because the banana fell in the honey or oh, yes. if the banana something breaks. wrong. Yes. One of those children. But, you know, he is now 30, he's about 38, and he's a Tyler and he's a perfectionist. So he is, he was claimed to be Brisbane's top Tyler a few years ago. He lives in another state now. So I say to mothers, things that frustrate you, sometimes they're character traits that you'll appreciate later. But even though he was a perfectionist and he got upset if the banana fell into the honey in his porridge, it was still unacceptable for her to behave like that at the table. So, you know, the Bible says train up a child and you train them little by little by little. But it's very important that the mother and father first have a conference and first come to an agreement of what they're going to do because, as I'm sure you know, Regan, that mother and father must be united. Yes, they must be absolutely. united on on the way they're going to train their children. And what I found that is my children ate very well at the table because they hadn't had anything to eat for four or five hours. And then they didn't want anything to eat until the next meal. You sort of got to break the cycle. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I love those suggestions. to better understand the Bible and give biblical answers to those who ask you about your faith? Hi, this is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Podcast Show. Listen to us weekly as we bring the truth often found in the ivory towers of seminary down to the steeple towers of local church. Join me along with many of the nation's top theologians as we offer answers to life tough questions from an apologetic perspective. Subscribe to the show at lifeaudio.com.